welcome, Bengals fans, to another episode of the Sports Ethos Cincinnati Bengals podcast. I am Josh Reeser, that is R-I-E-S-S-1-4 on Twitter, and you can find coverage for this team on Twitter at Ethos Bengals. Find me on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Just give me a search of Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm actually like in the top 10 to pop up. So do me a favor and like, subscribe, download all my episodes, and maybe give me a five-star review, and uh, let's get me bumped up a little bit. Uh, Shout out to Sports Ethos Network for letting me do this. Uh, If you want great coverage for any team, look them up. That being said, we're also looking for help. It's been great for me. I I love it. So so come on by. The water's fine. On today's episode, we're going to dive deeper into some of the offensive skill players at the Combine this week. Uh, Some guys that I had mentioned before. Some new ones. We'll talk about the guys that I had mentioned. Uh, if they increased their stock, if they decreased. If they kind of stayed the same, uh, it's, it's it was a fun week watching the combine. I, I love watching all the football I can. So I was excited to hear which players Cincinnati met with, and uh, it kind of gives a little foresight into what they may might be thinking re-signing their players and heading into free agency this coming week. Still nothing on Joe Burrow. Waiting for that to happen. Uh, that said, today, just a little bit ago, a couple quarterback dominoes fell. Daniel Jones got $40 million guaranteed. Four years, $160 million. Good for him. Don't know if that's really worth it, but he did lead the Giants to the playoffs in Dable's system and did look pretty comfortable. Also, Lamar got the non-exclusive rights tag, meaning the Ravens can match any offer that he gets in free agency, or if they let him go, then they will receive two first-round picks. So it's kind of interesting, and uh, a lot of reports around the league is that no one's really interested, so could be some turmoil up in Baltimore, and I love to hear it. Still nothing on T as well. Kind of wish that would get done sooner than later, but if they have the franchise tag him next season, I guess that's just the route they take. They've been pretty smart with their money lately, so just let them handle it, and I'll sit out of it. Uh, a couple interesting little things. The Browns seem to be uh, trying to poach from us in division. They have interest in both Jesse Bates and Hayden Hurst, so that would be fun, kind of a fun little topic to watch and monitor. Uh, see if those guys turn coat. Uh, hope not. But it's kind of interesting because Cleveland's got Njoku. I don't know why they'd want to pay up for Hayden. Um, but I guess maybe they want to go more 12 personnel. I'll kind of talk about that in this episode when we cover the tight ends again. And they did just cut Josh John, or John Johnson, excuse me. So they do have uh, some need at safety. And Jesse Bates has been quoted saying he wants to play with Deshaun, which kind of questionable, but to each their own. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, if anything transpires there. And also uh, our our boy Paul Daner from The Athletic reporting Lael Collins, a.k.a. the bodyguard. I don't know whose body he's guarding, not his, not Joe's. So, uh, cut candidate. They could save $6.1 million. You know, pair that with old 
Jumpin' Joe mixing. That's a nice little chunk of change that they could use elsewhere. And speaking of mixing, he's in the news again. This time, uh, participating in a Nerf gun war, uh, except with live bullets. Don't know what. There's a lot of. Not a lot of information has been released on that. But that was an interesting uh, tidbit to wake up to. His name has been in the news a lot lately, and not for good reasons. So maybe he shot some kid playing at night in his yard, or what? I don't know. There's definitely more to the story that they're not letting out, so we'll just see. Alright, let's uh, let's get into some of these guys I like at the Combine. Uh, first, we're going to retouch the tight ends. Um, so, like I said earlier, the Bengals have met with, you get so many meetings, and it has predominantly been tight ends and running backs they have met with, uh, as well as I think offensive line and maybe cornerback, but definitely the tight end and running back are the top two, uh, which is pretty nice to hear because if it doesn't sound like I haven't heard anything about Hurst returning, and they have like no one in there except Devin Asiasi, so we're going to need need some bodies. Uh, I have a desire for a hybrid athlete that can also block, uh, that probably takes away Musgrave and Kincaid from Utah, although they, they didn't meet with him. But with Tyler Boyd's contract up next season, or or them maybe making him a casualty because he's gonna, it'll be a big hit. They might want to desire to go more 12 personnel, like I alluded to earlier, which means uh, more two to, two tight end sets. And uh, back in 2015, they did double dip when they drafted C.J. Uzoma and Tyler Croft. One was more the receiver, the other was a blocker. So. It could be a, a fun draft since it's so deep at tight end. Uh, let's touch on Darnell Washington, the the giant from UGA, officially measured in at six six two sixty four. Uh, ran a forty at four six four, which is crazy. He, he, you could put like fifteen twenty more pounds on him. He's an offensive tackle, and he'd still be one of the quicker guys out there. And actually, I think his short shuttle time was I think I heard like fifth best at the combine. Uh, so. Despite him being big, he's pretty quick side to side as well. He showed good hands in the combine. He had a, a really sick turnaround, one-handed grab on the sideline. Don't know if he got both feet in, but nonetheless, it was awesome. So, and like I've said before, adding that giant body on the offensive line really would help Burrow stay upright. If even he just chip for a couple seconds and then just let him go on the flat, he's a beast with the ball in his hand, so... He could be Hayden Hurst 2.0 and uh, even more in that offense, which should, which would be huge. Someone else who uh, who really stood out this combine, who didn't have a lot of pre, pre-combine chatter, was Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. He's a transfer from Penn State. He's a little older. He's probably one of the oldest prospects in the draft. I believe he's 24, uh, but... 67255 and he ran a 455. He tested out of his mind. I think he was I think overall one of the top testers at perfect 10 out of 10. Uh coming off an injury, maybe that's why we didn't hear much of him. Also Old Dominion, not like that's the biggest school. I believe they're in like North or South Carolina. But yeah, he was he was ranked number 1 actually according to my notes. Uh, and he's the tallest player ever with a 40-inch vertical. Like, there's some explosion and athleticism for you. And really, the only non-elite trait that, that he got docked for was his weight. 
and but even still 255 is big so like just hear me um let's round one darnell washington why not and then later in the draft zach Koontz, and you just have two monsters book bookending the offensive line that can move that can both catch like it's that's mismatches everywhere Jamar and T on the outside with those two dudes in the seams and blocking. I love it. Someone else I had talked about was Sam Laporta from Iowa, who had a, a great combine for himself. Although he's a little smaller, he's only 6'3", 245, and you know, I say smaller uh, with a grain of salt. But he's kind of more like George Kittle, great with the ball in his hand. Uh, he ran a 4.59, so that's, that's, that's pretty good for a big boy. He's a decent blocker. Uh, he would definitely be someone, actually, who would fit the the hearse real well. Just kind of get the ball to him quick in the seam or the flats or a quick out, and make let him be athletic. After I think he had uh, some stat like 30 missed tackles off of 55 receptions, something like that. Um, could be fun, you know. Like I said, I, I really desire for a tight end in this offense that can get those clutch first downs like Hayden was able to. Another name who's been mentioned a lot in Bengals mock drafts and Twitter sphere is Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. I talked a lot about him. Uh, he had a decent combine. 6'4", 250. He ran a 4'7", which is, I think, one of the slower ones. But even on his game tape, it's not like that was what helps him win. He's a great blocker. He's good ball in hand. He's a good contested catch guy. He's kind of just more of like a traditional tight end that can play receiver. So, he, you know, if he falls at 28, don't hate it. Let's move on to wide receivers. I know it's not a dire need for Cincinnati, but like I said earlier, Boyd's contract is up next year. Maybe they can't come together with Higgins for a deal. And let's be honest, Trent Irwin was our fourth receiver this year, and I think he's great. He's a good depth piece. I don't think he should be on the field that much. I don't think he should be getting end-of-round jet sweep calls on a, at a goal line call but uh, so these guys are just kind of more so players that I like not necessarily that the Bengals should draft but I think they had a certain element that the Bengals offense lacks which is true speed like they need a true burner that can take those safeties off the top and then you could have Chase play the the low to intermediate level and have Higgins be the possession guy you could scheme up so much for everybody uh, the first guy, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. He's a six foot one seventy six receiver, so he's a little light, but he's got a six five wingspan, so he's able to kind of make those jump contested balls. Uh, four four forty, which was the third fastest at the at the combine. People were thinking he was going to run, you know, uh, late four twos, early four threes, so they think that kind of dipped his stock a little. But at the same time, four four is really fast. And he did finish first in the broad jump, which helps with the explosion aspect. Uh, 40 inch vertical on top of that, which is actually the third best. Unfortunately, he did struggle with drops in the passing routes, and he did leave with a hamstring injury on a deep ball. But in college, he was able to put up numbers, 15 touchdowns his senior year, consensus All-American, and was the Belenikoff winner. Uh, so he would definitely have that big play, big speed element that they lack. 
Uh, the only thing is, I don't know if he'd be worth a first-round pick. Definitely not in this team for this team. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of receivers in the first round. Everyone's looking for that game-changer these days. But maybe Cincinnati trades back. They trade 28 for early to mid-second, plus a couple other picks. Because this, this draft does have, seem to be pretty deep, and Cincinnati could use a lot of competition at other parts of the team. Uh, another receiver is Nathaniel Tank Dell. Tank being ironic because he is one of the smallest people there. He is 5'8", 165 pounds. And uh, I don't, people probably don't think that's what this offense needs is a little gadget guy. But the thing about him is at the Senior Bowl, uncoverable. The, he can make separation so fast at the line of scrimmage and his 10-yard his split showed that at 149 top of the group he did look good he had a couple drops in the drills but otherwise looked good he's got great route skills and he's kind of like a comparison to Wandell Robinson that the Giants drafted out of Kentucky and Wandell actually was very effective while he was on the field but he struggled with injuries I don't think Tank necessarily has that background but in this offense I think this year he'd be a great receiver four and a, a kind of a gadget slash return guy let him, s so he's not on the field too much, and then he could kind of sit. And then, uh, unfortunately, when we have to cut Boyd next season, he could step up into the slot. Maybe he puts on 10 pounds. Yeah, just kind of be a, a fun fun addition to the offense. And last receiver I want to look at is someone who I had no idea was before the Combine. But I when I was doing my research, I kind of, you know, I found him. I thought he'd be fun. He also adds the speed element. His uh, name is Andre Yoshivas uh, from small school Princeton. And he's got a track background but good size 6'3", 205 ran 4'4", 3 and had a 39 inch vertical so he's kind of similar to Hyatt although let's see that's about 30 pounds heavier and 2 inches taller. Uh, he did have a little issue getting his hands up a little late but he still made all of his catches so I think he could be a fun late target for the Bengals, even if he starts out as like a gunner on special teams and then just maybe let him play like wide receiver four or five and just send him out and send him deep. Kind of like Christian Watson in Green Bay. Maybe design some just kind of a over the over the middle plays and scheme him open. Let's see if he can make something after the catch. So clearly speed. Speed is what I want the Bengals to add from the receiver position, but I don't necessarily want them to make a first round pick at that spot unless something comes out like T's not going to resign, and uh, let's hope that not that does not come to that. Alright, the last position we're going to look at today, also on the offensive side, I promise I'll do defense. I'll, I'll do de I'll do the trenches next episode. I'll do offensive and defensive linemen. I promise you. But just so much fun talking about the offensive guys, you know. So no update on Joe Mixon, but after, like I said earlier, after the news that came out, like the writing has got to be on the wall. He's got to be done. All the negative PR and lack of explosion lately. I'm just over him. But Bengals also have Chris Evans and Trevion Williams in the backfield. Evans, he's kind of shown some promise. 
I don't think he's been as good as a pass blocker as they'd like. Uh, a couple of nice, like, gimmick or gadgeted touchdowns schemed up, I should say. Trevion Williams kind of, he doesn't see the field too much. He's more of a special teams guy. Uh, Evans has looked decent as a return man, but he doesn't really have that, like, long-distance speed that I've been looking for. Uh, like I've said earlier, the offense has moved from a run first and second down team. They used to rely on that so much. I'm so glad it changed. Now they are pass first, pass second. They like to get in the third and short situations, and that's where I like P. Ryan because he just hits the hole. Uh, one running back I'll talk about this would kind of fit that mold. A thumper, but we'll get to that. Uh, but my dream scenario, re-sign P. Ryan Cheap, cut Mixon, draft a fast, speedy guy that can catch. Uh, and the first running back I'll, I'll talk about, because he is on a lot of Bengal fans' minds, is Bijan. Clearly he's the RB1 in the draft. He's, I think he's been touted that for a while, since he's been at Texas. Uh, he didn't have a crazy combine. It was above average for sure wasn't I mean I'm not trying to dock him at all but he didn't blow it up but I don't think he going in that was necessarily the the thing that needed to happen it, he basically cemented himself as the best uh, great footwork don't really know about his pass blocking I don't think they use him too much there in Texas but he showed very strong hands catching the ball which would be a great addition in Cincinnati's offense Just, if no one's there let him be a nice dump down get the ball out of Joe's hands, let him work. But, all that said, he's probably not going to last to 28, and the Bengals are not going to trade up for him. One of the first players that the Bengals met uh, was Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. He's a, he's the thumper I was talking about. He's 6'214". Uh, he ran a 4'5", 3'40". 37-inch vertical, which finished 5th amongst that position, and 7th in the broad jump. Uh, he's got great balance. He's a big, strong kid. He's hard to bring down. Great for those short yardage per situations that I talk about. And, you know, actually somewhere the Bengals struggled was in the red zone. He'd be a great force up there. Bring in those two tight ends as well. Uh, he's not the fastest guy, though, so in this situation, I doubt he and P. Ryan would be, would be together. And they Maybe they give Chris Evans more time. Maybe they sign a free agent like Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson that bring a little more speed and pizzazz. And they can also catch the ball as well, so that could be a fun little pairing. But I don't know, because I think he's also a, a late first, early second guy, maybe mid-second. I doubt he lasts to the Bengals' second round, which is late. Pick 60. And... The running back is in a position where they need to make a move, nor do they want to, probably. But he could be fun in the stripes. He'd definitely give them more of a physicality that the Bengals have been lacking. But let's take a 180 and talk about Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Uh, measured in a little smaller. Uh, actually, the next running back I'll talk about is even smaller. But uh, Gibbs, 5'9", just under 200 pounds at 199. He's always kind of been compared to Kamara, which a lot of people mock him to the Saints. Uh, 4-3-6, 40-yard dash. That would be a nice addition to the offense. That's kind of in line with the receiving and me wanting a, a fast, speedy receiver 
receiving back, I should say, to pair with Pirine. Uh, he's, you know, he's small, but at Bama, that didn't seem to really slow him down in the SEC. And as a plus pass catcher with great skills after the catch, something this offense needs out of that position. Uh, but like I said, need to pair him with a thumper and someone that can pass protect because that's not his, his strong suit. But in that case, he could probably also use Gibbs as a kick returner and see if he could take one of the hoofs. <laughs> uh, apparently I'm Canadian. Uh, take one of the house. Excuse me. Anyways, next guy that I, I really like, and I feel like he's a pretty divisive player just because of his size, but Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. He has only 5'5", five five, which is actually the shortest ever at the Combine. But he actually has 9.5-inch hands, which I think is... I think those are bigger than mine, and I'm 6'4". So he can snag those balls out of the air. Yeah, he's actually a pretty decent pass blocker, too. He can kind of just kind of get low and stick them where they... You know, it's hard for those players to get lower than 5'5", five five without completely losing all their center of gravity. Uh, he didn't run the 40, but he did look smooth in his passing routes. And he uh, he actually ended the combine with the wheel route to in the end zone. And then he uh, proceeded to do a nice backflip. But similar to Gibbs, although he was better in pass protection, like I said. Shows great vision in the field. Like at, at Kansas State, he over three years, I think he, he averaged over 1,200 yards rushing. And I think 12 touchdowns a season. And, you know, being that small in the Big 12, you know, I understand defenses there aren't, aren't top-notch, but that still has got to speak for something. Uh, so maybe the Bengals could find themselves with a little Darren Sproles kind of guy. He could also return. Maybe punts. I don't know about kicks, but maybe punts. And maybe just kind of design plays where he can kind of get lost amongst the crowd and just take one to the hoose, apparently. Uh, but like I said earlier, Bengals met a lot with tight ends and running backs. And next episode, I promise, I will do the offensive and defensive line players. Because everyone, everybody wants the Bengals to take a, a right tackle at 28. And I'll kind of share my thoughts on that. But I appreciate everyone for listening again. Uh, keep hitting that subscribe button. That way you don't have to listen to me beg you to download each episode. Uh, give me five stars. Reach out if you want to cover a team. I'll, I'll relay the message. And again, my name is Josh Reeser. You can find me at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you find this page at Eat Those Bengals. And have a good day. And who day?